podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 11 of the She Can, She Did podcast, aka the podcast in which I, Fiona Grayson, sit down for a good old chat with female founders in their teens, 20s and 30s that I admire and ask them to unveil the reality of what they've had to push through behind the scenes to get to where they are with their businesses today. For today's episode, I ventured to the town of Penarth on the outskirts of Cardiff to meet the one and only Rachel Burgess the 32-year-old founder of the Rachel Burgess Bridal Boutique, the bridal boutique that she launched seven years ago, aged 25, that champions the work of Welsh designers and caters for 21st century brides that want to do bridal their way. As a farmer's daughter, Rachel was brought up surrounded by the importance of knowing where a product comes from and the value of supporting the community and staying true to your morals in business discussing everything from the serendipitous encounter that led her to leave her job in theatre and set up her dream boutique despite being dyslexic, having no business degree or even a maths GCSE to her name, how she has overcome the many naysayers en route and the firm but fair way she dealt with a fellow business owner that was blatantly copying the boutique word for word, the direct impact exercise and self-care has had on the success of the business in recent years and how her mindset towards the business and the inevitable challenges that it presents has evolved since day one, to the incredible support network that she has found with fellow female founders in Wales, and why, as an outsider looking in, I think we all have a lot to learn from the power of community amongst business owners in Cardiff particularly. Fresh off the back of running the London Marathon four days prior to our chat, Rachel's positive outlook, passion for supporting handmade, and pride in her business was both inspiring and stirring to listen to firsthand. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, let's do this thing. I honestly feel like I'm on holiday. Like I put your postcode in the sat nav earlier and it didn't recognise it. And then I realised I had to change the country. Oh, I've never done that before. Across the bridge. Yeah. I literally it was like Gavin and Stacey went to Lee Delamere. Oh no, it's been yeah, yeah. free now, that bridge. Amazing. Yeah. What did you just have to pay for that? Oh my god, yeah, we had to pay like six pound twenty. Oh my I know, god! I know, but then the money would go to France because they were the people that like had the bridge. I don't know contract of cleaning and stuff like that. So every time so did I didn't even go to Wales. No, didn't even go to Wales. <laughs> and I was like, I'm paying France to get back into Wales. Anyway, I digress. That's hilarious. It is funny. I do. I mean, this is nice. I feel like I'm properly on holiday. Well, so thank you for having to me. The <laughs> thank you, darling. Um, Rachel, can you tell me what your business is all about in your own words, sure. please? So. The Rachel Burgess Bridal Boutique, in my own words, is always bloody lovely. In what it is, but, um, so it is a... Hence why you're on the podcast. <laughs> thanks, if thanks, it was me. a bit naff, then I'd be like, uh... <laughs> so um, the Rachel Burgess Bridal Boutique is a boutique that champions handmade wedding dresses and accessories by our Welsh designers. And we're so a small little boutique that's nestled in the seaside town, as we just spoke, of Penarth, which is 10 minutes outside of Cardiff. And yeah, I'm very passionate about supporting handmade, about what's going on in this country and getting people to question where their products are actually made and where they're coming from. But also 
we're here for the 21st century feminist bride that yes. wants to do bridal their way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are no rules in weddings, so let's not stick to any. Yeah. And a lot of people call the boutique quite alternative, whereas in my head that sounds a bit like purple dresses and green spots. Mm. And we're not like that. It's just not traditional. And it's just about giving brides the opportunity to do bridal their way. Yeah, yeah. The boutique has seven designers that uh, I'm super proud to call friends as well and you know I'm, I'm flattered I get approached by a lot of people saying they'd love to design for the boutique but I'm not compromising what I've got going on there and it is all about a teamwork thing and you know we'll go out for coffees and teas and dinners together and it's about quite frankly I'm not gonna have dresses or separates like I said that I don't believe in I live in that boutique basically mm. and I'm not gonna have something here that I don't love and you know some of the designers have never created collections the, the boutique is the first place they've ever created a collection but I can I just believe in that person mm. um so that it, it's yes about believing in in the person as an individual as well as believing in their designs that goes hand in hand for me who's the designer of the stars on everything Oh, E and W Couture. Oh my God. Oh, the boho I goddess. Love, love Absolutely. those. Oh, so boho. And do you know for us, like we don't do strapless dresses. Mm -hmm. We don't do princess dresses or anything like that. It's about a show off a figure without flaunting things, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. More yep, uncles yep. and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's just about being so bloody comfortable. Mm -hmm. And can you go for a pee in your dress? Can you be barefoot? Can you wear Dr. Martens? You know, I wouldn't... If somebody asked me to describe a boutique bride, then I would say, not ivory shoes. Like, mm -hmm. that's yeah, the yeah. one way I describe them, you know? Like, they're all just bringing in their own personalities in that way. And, yeah, and then we've got Amy Meyer-Couture, who is the most beautiful French chic oh my word the 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 cuts on those dresses are just sublime and she just bought in this just dreamy number which is all blush pink tones just with these 3d flowers on oh yeah do you know what i mean we got it going on yeah. we got it going on <laughs> let's go back to when it all began have you always been in the wedding industry no not at all i'm a farmer's daughter originally oh yes so i grew up in Aberystwyth, mm -hmm. um again by the seaside so maybe there's this kind of seaside link thing kind of going on but um so my parents had a free range chicken or i should say free range egg farm so they bought the farm before i was born 35 years ago and they bought a farm that was completely battery uh eggs Battery eggs, we know what I mean. Yeah, Battery yeah, chicken, yeah, pens yeah, yeah. thing. And they converted it to be fully free range. And so I grew up on a farm and the community around us was so important like I don't call my my mother and father mum and dad I call them Gwen and Tony because everybody really was, yeah I've never called them mum and dad and it freaks me out when people are like where's your mum and dad I'm like do you mean Gwen and Tony <laughs> they're just across the courtyard do you know what I mean oh like um see my dad calls his mum by the first name and I always I'm like dad just why what is your mum like you doing it's a weird thing the only thing I can put it down to is because the farm was so busy yeah and there were always so many of the farmers there so many people from the community there coming and going always in the kitchen the, mm. you know the kettle was always on in the arga and so people would phone up or they'll literally walk into the house going Tony around and then I'd shout across the courtyard, Tone, so-and-so's here for you. So that's the only reason why I think I call them. Yeah. Like, Tony. Anyway, I completely digress. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so grew up in Aberystwyth and always had a passion for drama and the arts and that type of thing. So I 
went to study at Woolwash College of Music and Drama here in Cardiff, studied stage management, which I loved. And I was a stage manager, a freelance stage manager after I graduated and I worked on shows like Hairspray and Chicago and amazing contemporary operas at the Royal Opera House in London, made friends for life worked with the most incredible creative people in the industry and just that buzz of calling a show was phenomenal and even now sometimes when I walk into the boutique I'll still put hairspray on and, mm. and maybe kind of cue it in my head. Genuinely musicals they just speak to me <laughs> and like I, I say it on um, my stories at the time for me Matilda oh. the soundtrack to Matilda gets me through so oh. I like if there's a down day where she can she did. Oh, I, hear you. I like resonate with that kid. I, <laughs> I like she just speaks to me. Oh my god it's incredible. And I just I've always been like that with musicals. Absolutely. I put myself I like sing in the shower. What's up? Oh, I'm gonna, I don't know if this is going to go in. <laughs> in um, Le Mis. Oh my God, um, Le Mis. You know when Eponine's dying? Yeah, oh, don't break When me. I was little, I used to sit on the shower floor oh. and just pretend the rain was oh. there. <laughs> like, oh, be in that moment. Oh, like, I mean, you're <laughs> living that. I mean, I'm proud of you. I mean, and that's going to weird was, images, but... <laughs> it, it's one of, it's up there for me, oh. Les Mis and Hamilton. Have you seen that I haven't one? seen Hamilton. Oh, oh my God. Oh, and everyone that goes to see it, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, especially, I really, mm. really enjoyed that. Yeah. And um, I've heard good things. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So Hairspray's your soundtrack. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I still can't listen to Chicago now. There was a show stop right at the, at the top of it when Velma Kelly gets revealed. And um, I just can't. Even now I hear that clarinet and it gives me, I come out in a cold sweat. So there's some musicals <laughs> that I still can't listen to. But I was a Liza Nelly fan. I just adore her. But anyway, so I yeah was a theatre stage manager for years and completely that has, that completely shaped who I am now mm. and the way that I am with people and being sensitive in sensitive situations mm. and what I learned doing that degree and then putting into practice for years afterwards is completely and utterly invaluable and what I'm doing now I feel is exactly the same I just don't wear black as much and I you know I'm not in a theatre until 11 o'clock in the evening yeah do normally but that doesn't naturally lead to owning a no, bridal boutique no, it and I remember when we had a chat I'm such a hopeless romantic and you know when you hear like serendipity how do you yeah. say that word? Serendipitous? No. Serendipitous. I'm going to... So, uh, no idea, Basically, you yeah. know, when it's like fate yeah. and people meet, I feel like your story with the shop is a bit like that. It, and yeah. it's it's going to stay with me for a long time to oh, come. So can you, you tell us how you went from being a stage manager to running this bridal boutique? Um, I feel like the girls need to get ready because it's one of those stories where I'm like, I'm meant to be. <laughs> I really believe it's that it, it, reality but yeah basically I w was on tour and myself and my other half John we saw this house here in Penarth and we were like do you know what I think this is where we want to buy. John was busy working on the Hay Festival and I came to look around this this house and I just thought this is it this is perfect so I put the offer in there and then without him even seeing it and I was like well do you know what I mean like if he doesn't like it we'll pull out la 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 um and thank god when he got back from the Hay Festival he loved it I was like brilliant anyway so we moved in and we met all of our neighbours and one evening we went round to visit our next door neighbours and kind of introduce ourselves and they invited us in for a glass of wine I'd always had this vision of I wanted to own a bridal boutique that championed handmade but it honestly I thought it was something that I was going to do much later on I thought I've got dream girls that I want to call the show of. I've got um, Les Mis that I wanted to call the show of. So all of those in, uh, kind of things going on in my head. Uh, so we sat down and I had 
a little bit too much wine, I think. Anyway, so I said to Elaine, my next door neighbour, you know, I'm away on tour a lot, but my dream is to have a, a bridal boutique that Champions Handmade. And there's this gorgeous little shop up in Penarth that was a gift wrapping service at the time. And I thought, well, people of Penarth love to get their gifts wrapped, so it ain't gonna go anywhere. Um, and I said, but if that ever comes up, I'm gonna go for it. Anyway, didn't think any more of it. Went back out on tour. I got then a text message from my next door neighbour Elaine and she said, Rachel, that shop, it's come up for rent. I've knocked on the landlady's door. You've got a meeting when you're back in two weeks. And so that happened. And I remember walking up, so it was the 12th of May, 2012 at this point. And so it was all the 12s, it all kind of just aligned in my head. And I was walking up to the boutique and I remember phoning my father who I speak to all the time um, about business. Even though it's very different from farming, being in the bridal world, but the morals are the same, the principles are the same, the treating people well in your community, treating mm. people the way you want to be treated. So I just phoned him and said, Tone, what do I do? I've got this meeting, literally at two o'clock, and he just said, trust your instinct, Rach. Mm. Just trust it. So I walked in at two, I left at half past two with the keys. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody apart from my other half of Mark, Gwen and Tone and my next door neighbour Elaine going, oh my God, thank you, don't tell anyone. I went back out on tour and then I opened up in the October of that year. Wow. And the rest is history. That's incredible. And did you have the vision that you wanted to support you know, Welsh designers yeah. from that from day one. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I got I've been a bridesmaid several times. I've been a best woman at a wedding, a charrette. How many times are several? Mm, double figures. Oh my God. Um, so, yeah, like, please don't ever ask me. Any like Catherine Heigl in 27 Dresses. Oh, tell me about it. Do you know, I've been so lucky that the dresses have been bloody awesome. I've been so lucky. But yeah, all my gorgeous girlfriends and, and family members, I'm not planning any more Hindus. I can't do it. Don't ask me to. Um, but basically, I've been to my first show of bridal stores with my girlfriends over the years. And I kind of just got really disheartened with... I think the way that they were kind of treated and also with the way that they were kind of told you're a bride therefore you must be in the wedding thing whatever that wedding thing is mm. um and again just you know on a day-to-day -day basis we question what we're consuming we want to know if that egg is organic and free range or that where that chicken comes from etc then when it comes into the world of bridal nobody was questioning why is that dress three thousand pounds where has it come from and i remember saying any of these handmade in wales you know any anything going on here because Wales is known as we're, we're known as being creative we know we can sing <laughs> generally we know we can write the most beautiful poetry play um, rugby damn you, you. Damn. oh god that was amazing yeah. that was just i came to bristol with the mingle like a fucking it was a week or two after the six nations <laughs> knowing that the cardiff lot were turning up Incoming. and i was like brilliant yeah here we are <laughs> on mass yeah Absolutely. i've seen some of your instagram stories during the six nations while i was sat there with dad being like yeah oh, Absolutely. oh honestly the atmosphere in cardiff when I can the six imagine. nations is on. oh my yeah. god it's just so wonderful but yeah so uh and i think it was from my own experience of going into those stores with my girlfriends and I I was like, nobody's championing what's going on here. So I just thought that has to, somebody yeah. has to wave the flag for these amazing designers. So I was on a show and I mentioned to my friend Jojo, who's on the costume side of things. And I said to her, Jojo, um, so I kind of got these keys with this shop that I'm going to open and I want it to champion handmade, but I don't know any designers. What do I do? And she <laughs> said, you need to meet my friend Helen Rhiannon. 
And I was like, okay. So I looked at Helen's website and her dresses were absolutely exquisite. And again, noticed she wasn't stocked anywhere. Nobody was supporting these designers. So I sent her an email and typically I got um, a bounce back that says I'm away traveling for a year and I'll let you know when I'm back. And I just thought, oh, bloody hell. That's so typical. Like yeah. I bet she's just got on the plane. Yeah, like, yeah. I bet she's gone now. Anyway, lo and behold, I got an email back from her and said, oh, I'm back in a week's time. Like, oh my gosh. for a coffee? And we met for a coffee and we just got on like a house on fire. And so Helen was the first designer I had in the boutique. She created an exclusive collection for the boutique. She only stocks the boutique. She doesn't want to be anywhere else. And so that's coming up to seven years ago. Wow. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I say it's crazy. It's not crazy at all. It's, it's just amazing how speaking to people and once you share your idea, how quickly it gains momentum Doesn't because it. people are willing to help you. I hear you. And Absolutely. I'm just like, if, if someone's got an idea, just the minute you mention it, it's just so-and-so knows so-and-so. So, and then they know so-and-so. And Absolutely. A lot of people, though, do have opinions of what you should and shouldn't be doing. It's uh, like, yeah. just along mm. the route. Yeah, they were like, oh, but you're not married, Rach. Or you're only... <laughs> I was I like, was, what's that got to I do know, with it? I'm like, yes, but I, I know what I like and what I don't mm. like. And I can also say, you know, and... Or people kind of going, but you're only 24. When I got the keys, I was 24. When the boutique opened, I was 25. They're like, you're too young. You didn't have a degree in business. You didn't have a degree in sales, any sales experience. But I was like, yeah, but what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Come on. Like, okay, it doesn't work out. I always knew it would because I knew that there was, there's, I just got the passion for it. And, oh, sorry, that sounds really wanky. Um, <laughs> but just whatever. No, gut instinct, I feel like. So, there's something no matter how many opinions you might be surrounded with that maybe aren't rooting for you always yeah. if your gut instinct is saying yeah but Crack on. yeah exactly. it'll be all right yeah absolutely. i feel like you've got to just keep going absolutely yeah. and so it opened on the 24th of october 2012 and those first couple of weeks those first couple of appointments i was shaking yeah. i was like okay then it's real uh, yeah mm. and how are people because i painted you know the boutique in interiors gray and it's all textures and it's all i wanted it to be a boutique i don't want this to be a bridal store i don't want people standing on plinths i yeah. want us to embrace who we are the height that we are the size that we are we make these dresses to fit a bride not a bride fit a dress we don't order them in in size 6 8 10 12 we take measurements and they're made to measure and so i was like how are people going to approach because this is a different concept to what's going on down here really and I remember those first couple of appointments and I was like oh my god you know I didn't sell a dress on my first appointment is this gonna work <laughs> um, and then the moment I think it was about six weeks in and on a Saturday and all of a sudden a bride said yes to a dress and the next bride said yes and the next bride said yes and I was like you on a roll. oh my god mm. and that was the moment I was like wow I'm always interested in those six weeks, though, Ooh. because to me, that's where you've got to go in on yourself Damn and right. just hold your own. Squeaky bum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it was a bit. squeaky bum. <laughs> and, you know, there were friends from Theatre World phoning me up, dangling those carrots, going, can you just come in and do this show, you know, and mm. just do the boutique on the weekends? And no, for me, it was clean cut. I knew that I wouldn't give the boutique everything if I was still dipping my toes yep. in the world of theatre. For me, it had to be, nope. This is my future. And quite frankly, 
I have a mortgage to pay, mm. I have a rent to pay, I have bills to pay, so I need this to bloody work. Yeah, definitely. And that's where you find your fire. Mm. And that, you know, there was um, a bride that I will never forget, and I'm so grateful that she said this to me. And she said, I've just been to another bridal shop, and I hope you don't mind me telling you, but they just said, well, you've only been around five minutes, so you're not gonna last. Do you know what? I'm so grateful they said that because, oh, I could mm. feel that fire burning. And I was like, I, I am here for the long yeah. run, people. <laughs> Coming. And so you roll your sleeves up and you're like, all oh, right, girls, let's absolutely. go. Let's do this. And let's I don't what... quite know what that move was, no. by the way. <laughs> I felt like movie. I was trying to be Beyonce, but I don't. I'm the most awkward person ever. Why isn't like... filmed as well? <laughs> that was some serious like, shoulder rolling. <laughs> and I'm still move. going. I need to stop. <laughs> Strong move, thing. But yeah, it was, I'm so grateful for those moments yeah. because you learn so much about yourself. Mm. And yeah, so those first six weeks were were just invaluable really mm. and then as soon as it all started happening I was like okay so we're doing this and this is the future incoming yeah, and definitely. I haven't looked back since. How did you get the word out there and your approach to marketing in general mm. given that it is new you've got all of these values that you're trying to get across mm. to that differentiate you from other boutiques yeah. or you know where there are plinths and yeah. it's like the traditional bridal experience what, what what did you do so uh basically seven years ago facebook was still strong mm. do you know what i mean and so a lot of facebook and just being very honest not kind of going check us out look yeah, at, yeah. you know I, it was like hey this is what we're doing want to do it differently come on in i'll put the kettle on yeah you know that's that's yeah. how i put in a really human way of just always, you know, I've, I named the boutique after myself because I wanted people to know when they walk in, they're getting Rachel. So I wanted my voice to be heard. And I, so I did a lot of collaborations with photographers that would get the brand and you, magazines back that were really big and, you know, they still a huge yeah. place now. Um, and the big wedding blogs as well, aren't Wedding there? blogs, yeah. absolutely. I'm a little bit old school with good old fashioned word of mouth. Though, yeah. Because... Even if a bride comes into the boutique and she doesn't buy her dress, for me, if she has had a wonderful experience and she, you know, I can't, I don't have the dress for everybody. I'll hold my hands up and say mm. that. But if she mentions that she had a lovely experience to her girlfriends or her bridesmaids, then do you know what I'm seeing now that four years later, the bridesmaids are coming in and they're the bride now and they will find their dress in the boutique. In the boutique. So there's never such a thing as a wasted appointment or a bad appointment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely. it was... It, it's the word of mouth and, you know, just, I know this doesn't necessarily um, link with marketing as such, but just treating people the way that I want to be treated, because hopefully that they'll always hold on to that. I remember always wanting to work with like brides when I was little and I used to go through mum's magazines and if there was like a bridal advert I'd always like rip it out yeah. and make collages and stuff. So many girls dream to yeah. have their own boutique yeah. but few actually make yeah. it a reality. So what was the kind of boring but essential like the finance how did you finance it and all of that kind of thing to get it off the ground? So um I'm a little squirreler so I've been saving um, just generally, just little bits, which I thought, oh, well, I'll save that for a holiday, and I'll save that for then, and I'll save that for then. So I didn't have huge amounts at all, but I never wanted to go down the route of getting a loan or anything like that yeah. because I I hate ever the thought of owing anybody anything. Yeah. So that freaks me out. Um, that's it's that world that I'm that I'm really intimidated by. So I just dug into my savings, and I 
through a painting party and I got all of my friends in oh, I and I provided all the tea and the cake and everything like that and I gave everybody a paintbrush and I said that wall dark grey that wall which was called earl grey which is brilliant it's my favourite tea <laughs> um, that one was that one and, and I said and I want that shade over there can some of my friends help me put up the curtain rails all that type of thing so it was one Sunday and it all came together then really in one day? All the painting did. And then, oh, right. there, and then there were lots of late evenings. Yeah, of myself yeah. and mother half, like, attaching mirrors to the wall going, how the hell do we get this massive mirror <laughs> to stay on the wall and stuff like that? And just furnishing things. And my parents, love, their house was um, basically the house that we grew up in. Four generations of our family had been there. So there's all these trinkets and all that type of thing from generations. And I just kind of went uh, back to my folks and just said, can I, you know that really lovely vase? can I borrow type thing and they're like absolutely crack on yeah. so um it was it was those type of I knew what I wanted the boutique to look like yeah. so um I'd kind of budgeted for that really and I remember at the mingle you were saying how um you learned really quickly about chocolate you wanted all chocolates or something but yeah. then you realized the practicalities no, of exactly. yeah. Sticky fingers. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? exactly but no so but you don't think about things like that do you no. and then it's kind of like when it actually is yours and it's your furnishings oh just things like <laughs> I thought um oh well I'll offer champagne no you can't Burgess because you need to get a license all right do you know what I don't want to go and learn how to be a bar I don't that I don't want to learn how how to deal with champagne fine <laughs> tea yeah. we'll have tea <laughs> um and you know just making it nice in that, in that sense and so providing little cakes because let's keep the sugar levels up and it's yeah. an emotional thing and it sounds bonkers when I say to people you'll be absolutely exhausted by the end of the day but they will because they're emotionally thinking about how do I feel in this yeah. how do I look in this does this represent who I am so I'm like keep those sugar levels up ladies definitely yeah. and there is definitely a responsibility on your shoulders there because like you said it's a big moment mm. um for the whole bridal party yeah. I mean my best friends get married next year and Amazing. just about to come back from traveling I know right. the next few months will be all oh, about this and absolutely. we're so excited about it given that it is you know you've, you're selling the products but it is a service-based business as well given yeah. that it's you and you have to turn up don't you for oh, every yeah. one of those appointments yeah have you ever had days where you just perhaps haven't been feeling 100% and you know that you've got to go in and do the job anyway? Um, I, as in physically, like when I've had a cold well, and a Anything. Like when, yeah. when you know that your job is to provide that service, but perhaps you're not feeling 100% in yourself, how do you manage those situations? Because uh, it's something that if you're going to run a service-based business, yeah. life gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it? I hear you, but I have to be honest, I so love it. Yeah. I so love the boutique and I so love the women that are going to walk through that door. All I know beforehand is I've got a name, for example, I know, like Sarah, written yep. in the diary and her, and her mobile number. I can't tell you anything else about Sarah until she walks in through that door and I'm like, oh, okay, Sarah's having this kind of wedding. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. game on. So I... No, it's a, a complete privilege. Mm. It's a complete honour and I'm sorry if that sounds like... Um, I don't know, rose tinted glasses, but that's my reality. Yeah, not at all. Is I absolutely love it. Yeah, of course there are days where I'm coming down with a cold and that's hard. And I have been pinning people into dresses and my eyes are streaming, but... Um, it's all getting a bit snotty. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, but I've never had a sick day. I don't, I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine. It's so, different when you have a boss and you can call in sick, isn't it? Yeah. Like what your body is like happy it's, to it, do. It's almost like my body knows... For example, say if I don't have a, a, any appointments in the diary on a set, so for example on a Thursday, then my body will kind of go, 
oh, um, you're, you know, on Wednesday there's a cold coming, Rachel, or something, <laughs> and then it kind of all comes out on the Thursday, and then by Friday I'm like, all right, then let's crack on again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all weird. I don't know. It's all very weird. But um, no, there, there were obviously things in life that are hard when certain situations happen. But the boutique is is my world. It's my release as well. It's my. It, it's just an absolute honour to be there so and surrounded by these incredible women who inspire me mm. so that's what gets me through it is it mostly welsh women that come to the boutique no, really not at all no i mean yeah very much so yes there is a lot of of course welsh women but no coming up from london manchester leeds kent brides flying over from europe wow which kind of blows my mind and further afield yeah. and that um that's incredible i have to pitch myself at that yeah, yeah. i'm like oh okay yeah and then because i'm in it all the time i know what we're doing and i'm like yeah i know, I know what what our collections we've got going on are, are really special but when i see people come in and, and their reactions i'm like oh okay they're really special yeah because you know without yeah, you just headed, some, no, sorry but you know it, it is um yeah really lovely thing it's, I know what you mean. It's almost like you just kind of, it becomes a norm, doesn't it? Whereas, yeah. and you you kind of forget, even as, as bad as it sounds, you forget how special it, it felt is. at the beginning that's when it was yours. That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. It, when it's exactly. all new. Let's talk about how the business has kind of weaved its way into just life in general yeah. because I know that we obviously met when you spoke at the Mingle mm. and Kath from Sadler Jones yeah. mentioned, one of you mentioned that you'd just gone for coffee with the other one and I think yeah. it's crazy how, and you're working with all these Welsh designers oh, and it just suddenly opens up friendships, oh. doesn't it? You oh, suddenly meet so many people Absolutely. and... Who have now become my closest friends. Yeah. And I would never have met had it not been yeah. for the boutique. And there are four wonderful women who we all basically established our business at the same time. And there was um, Claire Hill who actually um, designs hair accessories for the boutique. She um, said, Rach, do you want to come out for dinner with Mal and Kirsty? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I always love chatting to people, meeting new people. And um, Kirsty owns Home by Kirsty, and Mal owns the Penelan Pantry. And Claire does all of her amazing headpieces and jewellery. So we're all four very different in different industries as such. Claire and I are probably the most similar. But oh my words, those women, yeah. the best of friends now. And they are the women that I go to when I have a really tricky question to ask mm. and I value their opinion mm. um or when I'm looking at going what do you guys think about this image because I think I've overthought it are you seeing that or are you seeing this and there were only cer certain people my other half included and those women who I'd ever really ask their opinions on things yeah and, definitely oh my goodness I'm so grateful for them and the fact that the boutique has opened these doors for me to meet them yeah definitely I think when you're around it's just a different mindset yeah, isn't it and I just think you, yeah and you just when people get it they might not yeah. have a similar business but when they have that business mindset Absolutely. there's something really special about knowing that they understand why you're worrying about a certain thing that might just seem so trivial Absolutely. but to you it's your business it's your baby really? you just Absolutely. need to check that photo um, are you overthinking that um, photo exactly. yeah Normally. yes yeah. Rachel yeah. you are yeah. Absolutely yeah. is that, that the photo. wrong shade of grey is it too earl grey <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and when you when you surround yourself by other people that you can see are working their socks off, yeah. and that they inspire mm. you, yeah, crack on. Yeah, definitely. So it gives you that fire. And I do think as well. Um, we said it before the mic went on. There's something so special about 
Cardiff mm. and the support. I, I know you're in Penarth, but, mm. but oh, you're like, oh, Cardiff's on your Yeah, Absolutely. it's on the doorstep. Let's go with Wales. Yeah. You're such a supportive community oh, here. Totally. And there's, it's such a creative community. Oh, I, I love where I grew up, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, and I feel that when I go into London as well, there's not that tight knit community. You've got it's each other's backs. Yeah. And I just think that that's something really special as an outsider looking in. I think so. And I definitely think the community sense that we have here mm. in Wales is phenomenal. And the fact that so many there's so many of us creatives in Wales and that we're proud to be, we're waving that flag, do you know what I mean? And But we're we're waving that flag for each other. Yeah. Not just us as individuals, we're waving that flag as a unit and going, look, we can make this our lives and our careers outside of London. And that's what I hope the boutique will hopefully inspire, you know, younger generations of designers or, you know, creatives or within the textiles industry, fashion, bridal, to kind of think, yeah, do you know what, I can make it here. It's why I've literally got in my car this morning to come out of London. Like I want to make sure when I launched She Can, She Did, I remember leaving my old job. I lived in London for a bit. When I moved home, everyone was like, I love them to bits, but all, all my work girls were like, you're leaving London? Mm. As if like the world had ended, as if I was gone completely yeah. mad. Like you're not moving home in your early 20s. You have to be in London. Oh, and so I'm like, frustrating. no. <laughs> No, I can still commute. I can get into London quickly, but people can have a life outside of London. And don't get me wrong, I love that city so Mm -hmm. much. But there's so many incredible women outside of London smashing it in their own lanes, doing their own thing. Damn right. And being so successful. I know. And it's just, and and it's kind of just saying to people, yeah, that can be reality yeah definitely and, and that's what it's about and um and you can still be a seriously driven motivated career woman absolutely and you don't have to have a city i hear you to do that 100 and people want to know again it's yeah for you just hit the nail on the head Should we put a little sting there? (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Let's move on to the challenges. Mm. Um, And when things aren't always as supportive as you'd like them to be. I remember at the Mingle, one of your challenges has really stuck with me as well. And it's when that element of competition Hmm. goes a bit sour. So can you talk me through what your experience was? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, so there's been a couple of of challenges on the way, which Mm. is great because we have to keep challenging our own selves and how how am I feeling about that now oh okay and I think you know when I first established the boutique there was that little challenge of another boutique saying well she's only been around for five minutes but again it's like how I channeled that energy and kind of went cool I'm going to turn that around if you don't mind (laughs) and kind of use that to spur me on and thank goodness you know that it's about how you how you change that energy around um but yeah more so recently I think um with regards to the the more, the more recent um, challenging moment is probably the day when reality hit and I was I couldn't I couldn't hide from the fact anymore that I was I was or the boutique was um, being copied and I think I went through all the emotions on that day of oh that's really annoying oh 
like oh that's that's wow they think I'm worth copying that's mm. very nice thanks very much um but then I kind of just spoke about it with my other half and and I came to the conclusion that I needed to address this for myself because it kind of just made me go oh come on don't do that mm. damn right start your own business totally go for it but oh can we can you not do it so blatantly yeah yeah can you just find your own thing Mm. and I think I've always been such a proactive person and always keep adapting with the boutique and so I guess that's how I turned it around is uh be proactive not reactive Mm. in that sense and kind of just address it the way that I needed to address it um which was kind of saying yeah run your own business um but do it the way that you want to do it not you know, I'm, I'm really dyslexic. So it's little things like I struggle to write. Um, I love talking about business. I can talk about it until I'm blue in the face, but writing it down, I really struggle with. So I have paid people to help put that copy and that text together. And then when you see that then kind of being used, you're like, hang on a minute, I paid for that. Yeah, That's yeah. mine. Yeah. I've worked really hard. I've worked so hard to get the money together to pay for that. Yeah. So um, it's one of those things. But I think, you know, people will there will always be people that do copy. I think it was, um, I think it was going to happen sooner rather than later. And I got to almost seven years, and but there we are. I'm seven years ahead of the game, yeah, so I'll definitely. take confidence in that. And I also think, like you said at the very beginning, your boutique is named after you mm. because they get you, and that's an experience that no, like they cannot copy you. They can copy the words, they can copy the designers if they want to, mm. but they cannot have you and like how special you are and I think that's something that you should always take with you as well thank you I'm not very good at taking compliments it's that kind of British thing of me but thank you very much so (laughs) thank you um no I think and and you know what like it always stays with me that you handled it in such a classy um and yeah I'm not gonna throw my toys out the pram it's just classy way give it that energy you know but you acknowledged it and I think that there's it's it's that yeah classy acknowledgement (laughs) moving swiftly on (laughs) Um, Rachel there been any other challenges being your own boss um I think oh I mean that classic time management thing Uh, a little Uh, bitch now you know she's there all the time um switching off I don't Mm. think I've ever uh, so I don't think it ever do properly switch off when you do run a business, but I'm happy with that because I love my business, if you know what I mean. But equally, I'm very much, I'm very aware my other half has been brilliant at kind of telling me, put your phone down, mm. Instagram can wait. Mm. And in my head, sometimes I go, oh, but my business can't wait. Yeah. But yeah, do you know what? It, it can. At half past ten in the evening, put the phone down. And I've also, you know. I th- sometimes I get messages at really late. Yeah. And then I kind of think, and I've found myself messaging sometimes because I'm on mm. my phone. And then I'm like, oh my God. Like mm. it's it's half nine or it's ten o'clock. Don't be that person no. that messages something about work at that time because I it's know. Instagram, I'd I say know. in inverted commas. You'd never, I mean, I, I, I personally, I wouldn't email someone at half past ten. No. About I work. Hear. I'd wait until the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird. Instagram's a funny one. And I just think, like no you we all we all need to make a collective effort to put our phones down Damn right absolutely i'm starting to get really kind of um i'm turning into my dad i think like it's rubbing off on me you know when you just we are all spending too much time on that thing i hear you really weird i think it's really healthy to be able to acknowledge it yeah and so i found in this last year and a half really 
just exercise and running and yeah let's talk about it <laughs> what did you do on sunday oh, did i mention i did the london marathon <laughs> how many times can i drop that yeah. in yeah and how are the legs oh my god who the hell invented stairs yeah seriously bloody stairs and having to go for a pee afterwards yes really we've got it tough yeah that squatting motion that we have to do do you know what yeah. I mean? but yeah and i just feel that running for me or whether it be going to the gym or going to pilates or something like that actually i say going to the gym i haven't been to the gym in probably about oh I don't know 20 years because you've been training for a marathon oh, let's okay. keep dropping it in there so much. absolutely <laughs> I've been putting on those trainers I've been losing toenails but I leave my phone behind yeah and I've never I'm not on Strava I'm not on anything like that I just run yeah and it's that respect for my own body actually is kind of going and for my own mindset of, of just kind of going this is me I'm not a businesswoman yeah when I'm out running I'm not a partner to anybody I'm not a friend to anybody I'm just I'm Rachel. Yeah. And I can process those thoughts. And oh my goodness, it's just the best thing in the world. Mm. Or even, you know, some mornings I'll just take the dogs out for a walk and I leave my phone behind and I can't take photos. I can't do anything. I'm just walking with my dogs. Yeah. You know, and it's you're just out and you're in the fresh air. Honest to God, exercise and the outdoors, you know. Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness, that keeps me sane. It clears my head. Totally. I I cannot swear by it enough. I know, and it's therapy. Yeah. And for me, working back to with with a business element of things, my business, the boutique, has been thriving these last two years on another level. And I don't know whether it goes hand in hand, but I can't. I can't ignore the fact that I've also been looking after myself yeah. the best I ever have these last two years with what I'm eating and exercising and just having that time out. Rachel yeah. just an hour an hour a day yeah. um and it doesn't surprise me in the slightest yeah. and I genuinely think even if I haven't exercised for a good I don't know after two days I haven't done oh. something I start to feel restless and like I can have a break you've got to give your muscles breaks yeah. but if it gets too long I, I need to give myself a little slap around the I face know. and be like no do a workout fee and it'll clear your head totally. and you can go back and sort out what you've got to sort out absolutely and it's just that self-confidence isn't it absolutely and it's and I'm not I don't run to that I'm panting and sweating no yeah. no I'm a plodder and I plod for an hour or <laughs> you know and I and I come back and I'm like look what I've achieved yeah. by seven o'clock and then I can go and then my to-do list of that day that I thought was going to take me 24 hours to kind of get through I'm like oh I'm I'm done by lunchtime. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's, it's an amazing thing. So I cannot say uh, how invaluable that is mm. in my life as a whole. And in terms of the marathon, I mean, I think, for me, again, it sounds wanky, but there's so many parallels between training for a marathon, mm -hmm. especially when you're not a natural no. runner. No. You train for that marathon for a few months mm -hmm. then you run the marathon and you cross that finish line yeah. for me there's so many parallels between that and running a business and Absolutely. it sounds so stupid no. but it goes back to you're in it for the long haul right. and you've you got to take... work damn hard to damn get right. to that end goal or whatever yep. it is and yep. there's gonna be moments on that race where you want to literally mm. just you know yeah. jump over the fence and go and hide into the audience just take my number off yeah no one can track me yeah, anymore yeah. no exactly i know exactly. and i just but you dig deep don't you you dig deep and you dig deep because of your determination mm. and because of the drive and because you know you can do it yeah and you do it to your best bloody ability and it you know it's a funny old thing like i finish you know cross the finish line of the london marathon and i go 
Oh my God, hardest thing I've ever done. Never want to do that again. And today, I'm what, what, four days after it? I am chomping at the bit to get out for a run. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, just wait till Monday, Burgess. Just wait. Yeah. Like, oh, it gets to you. Yeah. And it's like that with business. When I do take a couple of days off, you know, if I go up to Hay, um, either half or, you know, because a little cottage up there was something. Again, it's all outdoors. It's all walking. It's just being submersion, it, submerged. Hmm. I think that's the right word in nature <laughs> i am chomping at the bit to get back into the boutique those four days after yeah. and i so yeah damn right they go hand in hand yeah. and i think that's when you have something that you love so much yeah you cannot wait to get back to it you know that i've learned loads this last these last couple of years of you know like on facebook it would it would say if you don't reply to a message straight away then your response time has gone down and all this type of stuff do you know what now i'm okay with kind of saying really sorry, I don't have my diary to hand. And I don't. I don't have an electronic diary on my phone. Yeah. I'm old school. Yeah. My diary is a big A4 diary in the boutique. So sometimes I cannot get back to people if I'm not in the boutique on a Saturday or a Monday. Um, sorry, I'm always there on a Saturday. <laughs> if I'm not in the boutique on a Sunday or Monday, I will just reply going, I'm so sorry. I will get back to you when I'm back on Tuesday morning. And I'm not... I've got to that point You're not now. a slave to your emails, basically. No, yeah. and I'm not now kind of get, reaching for my keys and just because I'm only 10 minutes away from the boutique and I, I'm not just saying to my mother, can I just go and check an appointment? Uh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going, no, that can wait. Yeah. You know, and people get it. I think people understand it. Yeah, definitely. And I respect myself now. And, and outside looking in, I respect you for doing that as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. It goes back to that replying to emails at like yeah. silly o'clock at night. Yeah, absolutely. It's just... Time out. Yeah. Because we work much better. Yeah. when we've had that little bit of us time. Let's move on to friends, family, relationships. You've mentioned your other half. You've mentioned, what's it, Gwen and Tone? Gwen and Tone. Gwen and Tone. Um, <laughs> but in, I guess um, on a broader scale, how have your relationships with those around you evolved throughout this whole process? And have yeah. you seen any relationships evolve for the better or worse? Yeah. As, as the business has grown, as you've got busier and as you've become more successful yeah I think um definitely I think we meet you know I'm in my 30s now and so all of my friends who are also in that kind of age bracket things have changed for them some have gone down the route of having families that is a question I do get asked I would say on a fortnightly basis in the boutique is well how are you gonna how are you gonna deal with this when you have a baby and I think I would always answer this question in trying to protect them from the real answer. So rather than them being embarrassed, if that makes sense. So I would kind of go, oh yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll just deal with that when mm. we get to it. But actually I wish, and I'm doing it more now recently, that I can reply with kind of saying, no, I'm not going to have a child. Mm. I'm not going to have a baby. I think yeah. this is probably a bigger question for the whole of society. My sister honest. doesn't want kids. Yes, no. um, it's just some women don't. But I feel I have to always yeah. justify it. Yeah, and yeah. that's really disappointing. Yeah. And I'm like, why can I not say, no, I don't want to have children without people kind of going, oh, it's because of her business. Yeah. <laughs> it's because she's married to the business. Yeah, she's that type yeah. of woman. Oh, God yeah. forbid I have an opinion. Yeah. And God forbid <laughs> that myself and my other half are on the same page yeah, yeah. that we don't want to have children. Yeah. But, you know, we've had friends, you know, are really close friends, and I'm sure they'll be mortified when they realise what they've said to us both, to John and I, or, you're going to miss out on all the things that we've done. And that's like, <laughs> all right, cool, cheers for that. What about the stuff that we do, yeah. you know? And also another friend not long ago just said, oh, you'll get there. And I'm like, you've known me long enough to know how I felt about it and yeah. you kind of want your friends to kind of more than anyone to go Rach that's okay 
and do you not yeah. like it's be you yeah why do I feel like I have to kind of justify mm. that I always think of Jennifer Aniston yeah. I just think god that woman can't get a break like know, everyone's just hounding her yeah. like but you know you're in your 50s and you still not a kid she's like I don't want them I know. <laughs> like, exactly. and, like, so, and I'm getting to a point like before I was I was kind of getting angry that with myself that I would answer it in a way of kind of oh well you never know where's yeah. I'm like, why can't I just be me I am all about championing who you are yeah as definitely. a woman Woman, maybe you should get a sign printed in the boutique yes. like in in their like dressing room bit yeah. just be like Not listen don't want kids don't ask <laughs> yeah exactly that's it and i just um so that's always a challenge mm. but that's a challenge that i'm learning how to deal with i'm being a bit stronger with in my response now really um and I love, do you know what I mean? I love my nieces and nephews. I love, I'm a fairy godmother, I call it too. I'm a legal guardian to some of my friends' children's and godparents and I, I absolutely adore them. But again, it comes back to that thing of why I always feel like I need to justify my answer. Why can it not just be because? Yeah, definitely. Um, also, sometimes I'd find that friends would question well, why are you driving a smart car when you're so successful? And I'm like, well, um, so I care about our environment mm. and I'm not somebody that needs to drive mm. a 4 by 4 to kind of say, yeah, I've got a really successful business. Yeah. That stuff does not drive me. Yeah. Li- li- drive, drive a car. That stuff doesn't drive me. What does drive me is, uh, th- and that I can say I'm successful, is that I can take a day off and go around walking around the mountains. You know, yeah. I can take a time off and go and uh, have a four days spent in a little cottage somewhere with my dogs and my other half. I can go and just, you know, eat at the places I want to go and eat at because yeah. I love food. Um, it's so subjective, isn't it? I always think I have such big plans for She Can, She Did. And yeah. like something, call me crazy, is telling me that I'll make it happen. But I know full well that when it does, I will never be that flashy car no. it just doesn't it's never appealed to me, me we were having this conversation before downstairs yeah. weren't we about just i've never had the latest anything no. gadget blah 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 doesn't flavor and it's just it's weird what some people think success uh, means absolutely um, yeah. whereas to me i'm like oh my gosh i've got a minute i'm gonna go to my friend shop and buy a ring that um you know was handmade um so, that you know cost yeah. you know 20 pounds yeah but i've it means every something. day yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and i've supported somebody else in the industry yeah. That's how I quantify it, not with flashy things. And I find that that was a really weird one when that happened, going, why are you driving a smart car when you're so successful? Uh, like, I didn't know yeah. why I was because, because I, I like, I want to. Yeah. Uh, to be, and I'm now like, going, well, I've just bought an electric car because yeah. I'm like, well, I've got to do my bit for the planet. Yeah. So that's why I'm driving an electric car that might not look the coolest, but I'm doing my bit. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I digress. No, I love that. <laughs> you are seven years in now mm. uh which is amazing oh, they so say uh rumor has it if a business it's like friendships if a business uh gets to seven years you're in it for the long haul now well so <laughs> i've got lovely. so long to go <laughs> says well what about the future like what are you going to do you know it's keep going yeah and it ain't broke so let's not try and fix it Mm. so just keep adapting keep going forward keep doing you know collaboration photo shoots with photographers with videographers with stylists never compromising the brand Mm. knowing what is true to the boutique sticking to the morals the principles of it giving brides that opportunity to do it their way just no rules in weddings 
crack on. Yeah. So it's just keep going. You know, the brides that I get coming through, they're not doing it traditionally. So the brides that do come to the, some people might be running off to Gretna Green. Some people might be having 400 people at the wedding. Do you know what I mean? Some people might be getting married outside in a teepee. Some people might be getting married in the middle of a woods, mm. you know, a field or the plushest hotel that you've ever heard of in your life. Do you know what I mean? So it's all different extremes. And I think that is what's wonderful. Yeah. Is that this tiny little place is just pulling together all these amazing women who just inspire me daily. And you know, there are people who've been through really tough times in life. And I see the boutique as a little sanctuary, as mm. their safe place. What happens in the boutique stays in the boutique. And, you know, thank you for letting me be part of that little wedding world really mm. it's so special and it's like i'm just again such a hopeless romantic if you listen to dolly alderton's love stories oh i know honestly i, I just know. anything like you get to hear all their love stories I i'm know. like oh that's it's just a just, dream absolutely i just love it it is yeah. but you know when i'm when i'm not in appointments i think people think i just dress up in dress <laughs> you like monaco oh, and friends yeah i'm like <laughs> sat there no, in so there is also the reality of it yeah. which is the constant admin yeah the emails you know that's going through the social media the blog posts I you know and I think you know sometimes friends will contact and kind of say can you come out for coffee oh yeah do you know I really loved it oh I my god can't. yeah but I still have a job I still, yeah <laughs> just because they're like well how many appointments have you got today and it's I'm like, like well just because just because I might not have you know I've got two in rather than six doesn't mean that I'm twiddling my thumbs no you've still got you to know? get some in for like two months down the Absolutely. line and, <laughs> and, it's, so. and it's fixing dresses yep. you know that maybe a button's just come off in the last appointment or it's dry cleaning them or it's kind of you know phoning a designer going so I've just had a bride in mm. who actually wants a different kind of neckline or a different sleeve length. But can we do that with this fabric? How's that going to sit down with the darts underneath the bust? Do you know what I mean? It's it's constant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thank goodness it is because I'm, I never want it not to be. How have the challenges evolved throughout the seven years? Or how have you, how has your ability to handle those challenges evolved throughout the seven years? I think I've I've learned so much about myself on my own. I don't know how to word it without sounding a bit silly, sorry, but I am so much stronger than what I thought I was. It's not silly. And I'm so much more independent than what I thought I was. And uh, that's what I've learned is I've, I've got, you know, yeah, throw me a situation, I'll sort it out. Yeah. I think that's maybe the stage manager and me coming back out there, yeah. maybe, you know, like <laughs> we're about to go on. And um, I don't know, the lead performers just, voice has just disappeared. So we yeah. need to fix this. Yeah. So let's do a reality check and we'll fix it. Yeah. So yeah, the challenges are always, always evolving, always moving forward, um, always adapting, I think is mm. what it is really. And you just learned deal with them don't you it's, yeah. it's just... there is no magic formula I think it's mm. just knowing that we've just do trust your instinct yes that's the biggest thing proudest moment so far oh my god um too many to list like standing on Plymouth in Trafalgar Square is pretty damn cool waving the flag for handmade in Wales that was a moment but Honestly, on a... That is a, quite cool. It is quite cool. Thanks yeah. so much. I was like, I am standing on a plinth in Trafalgar Square waving wedding dresses to champion handmade in Wales. That was a lovely moment um, whilst wearing a flower crown. Delish. Um, but I think it's the fact that the appointments diary is busier than ever. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud that the boutique has got itself to that point yeah. where I have to say I'm so sorry and booked four weeks in advance. That's a nice moment. That's good. Rounding up then. Oof. 
You know how it ends. Yeah, bring it. I will start the sentence, and Rachel, I would like you to finish them for me, please. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. Number one. Mm. Being my own boss means... I create the life I want to live. Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? You would genuinely... Make it happen. Yeah. Love it. Number two. When it's not quite going to plan, my advice would be to... Oh, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my advice would be to... So hard sometimes, though. It's so hard. It is so hard. Do you know what I mean? Let's... In the grand scheme In of things. In the grand mm. scheme of things, take a deep breath. Mm. Put the kettle on. Everything always resolves itself. Mm. So this situation will resolve itself. And these emotions that you're currently feeling, which might be like oh my god or anxiety or something like that are temporary mm, this too shall pass damn right i love that quote yeah I, I don't some of the quotes are so cheesy but like that but one i work. just they do work, they work and that one i'm always like yeah oh it really will absolutely <laughs> it's crazy time is a healer god i'm coming oh, out with them aren't i this she is. <laughs> Doing that move again. Yes, <laughs> what is it going? Um, <laughs> number three. If I could go back to day one of my business, I'd tell myself. Oh my god! Get ready for the best couple of years of your life. Seriously. Oh, I love that. Open your arms. That gave me tingles. Oh, it's so <laughs> true. Feel yeah. like get ready to meet the most amazing women. Yeah. Not just who I get to work with, but who walk through that door, mm. and the women who I've met through the boutique, who I now call dear friends. I would never. I'm, I always knew the boutique was going to be a success because I would I, I could see it and I had the passion for it. I have the passion for it. I'm living it every day. But, my God, that was something I didn't realise I was going to have was the women that I meet. Oh, special. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, that just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it's such a weird roller coaster, isn't it? it it's is. like, buckle up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that was going to be a part of it as well. Yeah. The, the who you surround yourself by. Oh, yeah. Love that. Um, if I had to describe myself as a businesswoman, I would say that I am. Oh, um, positive. Mm. I'm a positive person. Positive outlook on things. Positive energy. You um, are the definition of a radiator. Oh, thank you. Know, you. Give I, up that energy. Thank you. Good vibes only. <laughs> oh, do you know, my mother always said radiator. Not don't be a radiator, not a drainer. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I honestly, when I meet people, it's that instant yeah. like. What are you gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm sussing oh, you out. Nice. <laughs> but I feel like this introduced me to radiators. Like, generally, I'd say, you know. Thank you. I like being warm. <laughs> I like being a hot water yeah. bottle. <laughs> um, so I would say, um, positive. I'm bloody determined to wave that flag for handmade and to get people thinking about where their products have come from, especially when they're spending a lot of money on it. And I'd also like to describe myself or like to think of myself being described as somebody who's head over heels in love with their job. And very lastly, I want my legacy to be that. Um, I would like to think that the boutique's legacy would be that I waved that flag high and mighty for Handmade. That I gave women that opportunity to do bridal their way. And not just women who are wearing the dresses, jumpsuits, separates, but the designers as well. That they can and do and will create beautiful garments of clothing in the way that they want to do it. And not having their designs sacrificed because of what, I don't know, society says a wedding dress should be. No, no, no. A wedding dress 
is what you want it to be. And I hope that the boutique, you know, is looked back on as being a bit of a pioneer for giving the future designers that opportunity to create their dream of reality in Wales. It doesn't have to be in London, New York, Paris. We've got it going on here. Thanks. Is that okay? I love it. Oh, <laughs> I'm I just like, when I start talking, I just don't stop. No, I love Sorry. it. I love a good ramble. Okay, I'm a ramble. Thank you for listening to She Can, She Did. If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important G&Ts in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.